Hello, Purse Strings listeners. Thank you for listening to WebmasterRadio.fm's most decorated radio series. Discover the Purse Strings listening experience in a brand new way. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available for iPhone and Android. Listen to new episodes live every week or download any of the over 200 past episodes or sample from our extensive library of radio shows that every internet marketer should check out without opening up your purse. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app in the iTunes store or in Google Play today. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Webmaster Radio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, uh, a little piece of information I was reading from Yankelovich Monitor around how millennials are really struggling to connect. And this is especially fitting for my guest who's coming up in just a few minutes. But according to Yankelovich, the very notion of the old-fashioned courtship, if you will, or just simply dating is really undergoing what they're calling a sea change. What's happening is that traditional courtship along with just the texting that's been going on, the fact that you don't have to communicate face-to-face, that you have more women in traditional male roles, you've got online dating services and social networking. There's so many things out there that's a way to interact that going on a traditional date just isn't something that tends to be making the list. And what's happening, apparently, is millennials are facing a very different social landscape than other generations. And it's an opportunity for brands to really speak to them about the challenges they face in creating meaningful relationships in this day and age of basically virtual dating. Um, a lot of millennials are struggling with finding you know, meaning in their lives. That includes finding a spouse that they can connect with or a partner they can connect with. A lot of these interactions are very superficial and a lot of people question, you know, what's the outcome? You know, having hundreds of friends, even thousands of friends on Facebook, but if, you know, I don't have a meaningful relationship with them, what does it really mean? Or I have so many followers on Twitter, but I can only put my, you know, my thoughts in 140 characters. So a lot of especially millennials tend to be struggling with this. There was a, a similar article in the New York Times called The End of Courtship. And, you know, what they were, they went through this, it was a really great article. I would recommend that you seek it out and read it. But it actually talked to millennials and some of their challenges that they were facing when it comes to dating. And a lot of them are saying a lot. It's because they would rather communicate via text than have a live conversation, and because they're so used to that, you know, they they really have kind of lost the art of interpersonal relationships. So for brands, keep that in mind, especially if millennials are a target 
for you. Lots of opportunities there to help uh, provide that connection, provide that meaning. Well, our first profile today is is definitely falling in that millennial bucket. She's the Gucci girl, single women in their 20s and 30s. Um, nearly 2 million of them out there, average age of 29. College grad, single, employed full-time, uh, making, you know, upwards of $90,000 uh, a year. They keep up with fashion, seeking variety and change, uh, love to go out and shopping just for the thrill of it. They are very ambitious, wanting to get to the top of their career, and in fact, like to start their own business if they could. And they feel like what they get paid is the best measure of that success. When it comes to shopping, as again, they love to do, they love to try new stores and try to um, always try new brands, so they're not particularly loyal. But when they are shopping, they shop at Nordstrom's and Neiman Marcus, Banana Republic, just to name a few. They're driving Mercedes and Nissan and Infiniti. And, of course, they're wearing Gucci and Kenneth Cole and Calvin Klein and Chanel. So where can you interact with Gucci girls if you're a marketer? Well, she's looking a lot of fashion and lifestyle magazines like In Style and Glamour and Cosmo and Vogue and Self and Shape, all the, the usual suspects. They're watching a lot of HGTV and TLC, Lifetime. Um, and they're online, a lot of social sites, as you can imagine. They're also shopping for bargains on eBay. And um, they're on, you know, those online dating sites I talked about a lot. They're booking travel because they love to travel on Travelocity. And they're getting their news from USA Today. Well, my guest for today knows a ton about women and a ton about men and a ton about their relationships because that's her business. Dr. Luann Brizendine is actually a neuropsychiatrist who is a researcher and a clinician. She works at uh, University of California at San Francisco. And um, in fact, she founded their Women's Mood and Hormone Clinic. And she is the author of two pretty prominent books that you may have heard about, The Female Brain and The Male Brain. And she's going to be talking to us today about the fundamental differences in the sexes and what we truly need to understand about what fuels those differences between us. So stick around more from her when Purse Rings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. 
Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Well, welcome back to the show. My guest today is Dr. Luann Brizendine. She's a neuropsychologist who is a researcher and a clinician. She's the author of two books. I'm sure you've heard of The Female Brain. That was published back in 2006. And then its follow, The Male Brain, was published in 2010. Now, Dr. Brizendine's research concerns women's moods and hormones. She joined the faculty of UCSF Medical Center back in 1988, and in 1994, she founded their Women's Mood and Hormone Clinic and really is the a foremost expert on women and hormones. Dr. Brizendine, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me, and I'm glad to speak with your uh, audience. Well, we're very excited to have you. I know that Really, I think I first learned of you right when the female brain came out. I happened to be at a marketing to women conference and I had a speaker who uh, was up on the stage and she actually talked about your book and I found it to be quite fascinating. Um, It really does look at the differences in men's behaviors and men's behaviors and of course the core cause for that is our, of course, our hormonal makeup. I'm not going to ask you to recap the book because, of course, we want people to read it if they haven't, but I am curious if you wouldn't mind just giving us a brief overview of the specific ways the two genders are different. I think one of the things to keep in mind is that from the moment of conception, you know, if you're going to be a female, you have the XX chromosome. If you're going to be a male, uh, you're going to have the XY. So uh, that moment is when we become uh, male or female. But then at, at eight weeks of fetal life, the tiny testicles in the male start to pump out huge amounts of testosterone that marinates the brain. And all those brain circuits that are marinated in the male brain produce what we know as the male brain. And that does things like increase an area in the brain called the area for sexual pursuit. And that area is, grows to be 2.5 times larger in the male brain. So by the time we're all born, we're either born with a male brain or female brain. The female brain develops all of those months as a fetus unperturbed by testosterone. So really, testosterone's the one that is, is the one hormone that really makes it male or female, right? I mean, how, how much does estrogen play into that? So the estrogen doesn't come on board for females until about a month after they're born, believe it or not. So the, oh. um, yeah, so we females, of course, <laughs> you know, we females have a, a small amount of testosterone, and we have about actually one-tenth, the te- one-tenth of the testosterone as males, and we need that because... Remember, we also have that area for sexual pursuit. It's just smaller, and 
our testosterone keeps our libido alive, keeps our drive and our, you know, some of our assertiveness alive. So we females, we females do a lot with the amount we have, shall we say. <laughs> That's right. As we do with everything, we make the best of it. We do. Well, we do. We truly do. And, and it I, allows us to listen. It allows us to listen to others. There There's you a, go. That's that male, right. we, we talk in my clinic, lots of times in my clinic, the Women's Food and Hormone Clinic, we have a, you know, the, the, if we get the testosterone replacement in women that are over 60, a little too high, you know what they say. They say, oh, my God, now I know what it feels like to be a guy. I just want to get to the point. I don't want to hear anybody talk to me about any complaints or emotions. Just let me get to it. So <laughs> we... <laughs> We, uh, we we kind of uh, have a little feeling of what it feels like to be male. They don't even necessarily know that that's part of what drives their brain to be very, uh, shall we say, goal-oriented without any picadillos along the way. There you go. I like that description. And that's a very nice way to describe it, by the way, goal-oriented. Um, but I think most women probably don't understand the why or the how that fuels their actions to your, to your example when women have that testosterone replacement, they suddenly realize what it might be to, to be a male, also helping them appreciate what it also means to be a woman, I would imagine. What, yes, what do you because think? then they really appreciate, deeply appreciate that, oh, that ability to listen to the children talk about this or your spouse or, or a good girlfriend call you or your sister call you and, and you know, express how, how deeply upset she is about something. You know, women generally call other women for that. What's the last time a woman calls up a guy to tell them how they're feeling? I mean, I've had one guy friend in my life that I could do that with, but by and large, it's my female friends and my sisters. Right, exactly. And there's clearly, there's a there's a, a huge reason for that. Do you think that through the book, The Female Brain, that women have uncovered things about themselves they never truly knew before, but also now better understand about themselves as to why they act the way they do. Oh, yes. I've had so many females email me and call me and talk to me about, oh, my gosh, you know, Dr. Brisendine, thank you for the female brain book because, especially in Chapter 6, which it talks about the emotions, the emotions of the female brain, that, that they get a different perspective and honor, and honor and really relish and savor those particular abilities that the female brain has and being able to uh, spend more time listening and feel more sort of what we call the mere neurons in our brain allow us to feel more empathy for the other person and listen to them more. So females come away from the female brain books all of a sudden thinking, oh my gosh, the things that I do naturally are, are really terrific and, I, and come away valuing their own way of being and thinking and feeling in the world, but also honoring, I mean, I wrote the male brain, of course, because there's a whole lot of things that the male brain does that the female is not as good, you know, just honoring the other and feeling that that's okay to be who we are and to relish the other person, forgive him, forgive him for being who he is. <laughs> <laughs> he may not be able to help it. We know there's a hormone. Oh, no reason for that now. Yeah, well, it's not because of bad intentions. It's because of how we're wired and the hormones that are now fueling our circuits between the age of 9 and 15 years old. A teen boy's testosterone increases 250%. Oh, uh, my gosh. No wonder they're so crazy. <laughs> that that's, the, that's, the cliff notes, that's the cliff notes to the male brain. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get to that in a minute. Now, do, but I did want to talk about teens. I happen to be a mother of a 12-year-old, almost 13-year-old, and I understand highly 
exactly how turbulent that time can be for teens. And of course, having lived through it myself, I don't forget. I don't forget those kind those years very very quickly. None of us do. I'm afraid. No. <laughs> Sadly, though, and those around us don't rem- don't forget it either. My mother still reminds me of what I was like when I was a teenager. But as a matter of fact, I'm, I bet she's feeling like, oh my gosh, good. She finally gets to feel what it's like <laughs> and what I went through. That is exactly right. She says, what goes around comes around. I've heard that more than <laughs> once. I, I'll tell you that. Yeah. And but I that do teen appreciate girl brain, The teen girl brain and the teen boy brain are the, you know, in the book of the chapter twos. And I must tell you, when I was on the book tour, the people were coming in, some guys would come in and they would buy like five or six copies of the female brain. And I would ask them, oh, oh, all of my guy friends, we have 12-year-old girls, and we have to read it for the teen girl brain chapter. We're, we're suffering. We don't know what to do. Our little girls have all of a sudden changed. Oh, that's so funny. Well, they have, and they change so early, too. That's the other thing. They don't wait till they're teens, and it actually... The brain goes, so the female brain, so the female brain goes into puberty 18 months before she starts her period. So her brain is already in puberty by a year, year and a half before she actually does the you know, goes through the menstrual period, which is the technical start of the of the uh, adolescence. Okay, well, that explains it then. Yeah, I started, I started <laughs> getting it. Uh, yeah, at about 10, I would say, exactly. Um, the average age for starting your period for girls is 12.1 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you but... subtract back, you subtract back, it's about 10 and a half years old for most girls. Yeah. They go into the no, stage of like, a... their brain is on the rock and roll puberty channel. Yeah, and so would you say the teen brain is kind of the precursor to the adult female brain? I mean, I'm assuming there's there's a, that ton of growth, right, between 9 and you said 15. How is the teen brain different, though, than the adult female brain? So it's, it's like if you think of your backyard, which was well manicured, and all of a sudden you go away for two years and let everything just grow wild, you get a vision of what it would be like to saw off the top of a teen's head and look down in the brain circuits. All of a sudden, there's all this growth in the brain circuit that's kind of wild and all over the place. And nobody has come in to prune it to emphasize the circuits yet that they're going to use as adults. So the difference in the teen brain is that there's this, you know, plethora of a burst of growth, but those little channels for the circuits that are going to be used in the adult will be strengthened and those ones will grow. The others will get pruned out as they use them less, but they go through this period of time of two to four years of basically lots of circuitry, lots of action, lots of rock and roll, but no sort of consistent way of being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, so then, get, then ready, as... get ready for the rock and roll drama, oh, drama, yeah. drama. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. I, I told somebody before I need to start drinking. I don't know why. I just, I think that's something that I need to do to get through the teenage years. But yes, just get through it as a parent that's anesthetized. Anesthetized. No, they need your. So I guess the point is that. Now think about it this way, that you, the parent, are the gardener of the teen brain, and you're going to try what you can do, and what your mission is, is to emphasize that circuitry, growing those strong branches of connection in the way that will most be adaptive to your daughter for when she grows up. So you really have to be there as a parent, kind of hovering for those special moments when you can make a point or emphasize a way of behaving or emphasize one of your values so that those branches in her brain grow stronger and the other branches that that may be getting stimulation from Facebook or Twitter, wherever the kids are getting it, you know, aren't the ones that are emphasized. So parents have a really important role and they have to change their way of kind of hovering and waiting for those special moments. 
Mm. So drinking is out. I need to be full <laughs> focused on this. Got it. When you're done, because I was, I will tell you that special moments with teens usually come after the time of 10 p.m. Oh, good. Very good. Everybody listening today, make a note of that. 10 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. is the the time for those special moments. moments. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, then I kind of will revert back to the no sleep that we used to have when they were infants. I know, exactly. That's the thing. You thought, oh, gosh, you thought those days were over. Thank God. But actually, the the time to really be there for your teen is that time. And that's really, some parents, if if they really get that and understand that they can help those branches in the brain circuits of the teen brain, that they want to emphasize for their teen really grow strong. That's great. Boy, this interview, we could be done now. That's already great information, but no, we're going to move on to the male brain because we, you kind of teed that up as well um, earlier. I know you came out with the female brain, then you followed it up with the male brain. Clearly in the female brain, you have to talk about how it's different from the male brain. So I'm assuming the male brain, which I have not read, um, kind of progressed the findings from the female brain and kind of put a whole new spin on it, I would imagine. Well, actually, I thought it was going to be like turning a sweater inside out, you know, in writing it because right. I'd already... I'd already done all the research for, you know, the female brain, you have to look at the gender differences. And, but, oh, no. <laughs> uh-huh. And as it turns, as it turns out, I, I, will tell you, I will tell you the secret in some ways behind the male brain is that during the time I was writing it, I had a teen boy. My son was, my son was 15, 16, 17 while I was writing male brain. So that chapter two, which is the teen boy brain, is, is very personal. And, and people that read it really, it's, it's very... It's, it's very uh, compelling because I really felt it through his eyes about mm-hmm. what it was like to be a teen boy, you know, the person, the, the, the son that you love and you watch this happen. So, you know, they start spending a lot of time behind closed doors. A lot of moms will start to, to do it at age 11, 12. They'll start to smell that boy smell when you take them all to the soccer game or the whatever it is, you know. It's this funny kind of smell. It's not B.O., <laughs> but it's this kind of funny yeah. smell. And funky, actually that's, funky smell, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the smell from their skin of the hormones that are starting to course through their all of their cells in their body and start to change those brain circuits, more emphasizing the circuitry and the channels that run testosterone in their brain. Wow. So that, you know, the first, the, the in, onset of puberty for boys is marked by the first wet dream, and that's usually at age 13.5. So 13 and a half for boys, if you go back 18 months, that's when their brain is going into puberty, so usually around age 12 or so. And um, that is all of a sudden, remember, all that overgrowth. But they do start spending a lot of time behind closed doors because the area for sexual pursuit has taken <laughs> over. Yes, yeah, it's <laughs> And you definitely don't want mom snooping around. <laughs> I know that the lock on my son's door started to be used frequently <laughs> <laughs> at that stage. And so also they, just, they start to disappear into their own world. Mothers, mothers feel particularly very cut off, but so do fathers. So boys really have a, <clears throat> the teen, teen boy brain sort of changes in a way where he kind of disappears from his mom. He's not in her face like the teen girls are, so it's, it's very, in, but, so I found the way that you deal with the teen boys that you, you drive them to the hamburger joint or wherever they're wanting to go for food, and then you're sitting in parallel with them, and you can talk about stuff with them just chatting and you find out everything you need to know just by kind of chatting with them that way. So, and you, that's the best way for, for to kind of emphasize a little bit of, 
you know, your values of how to think things through that they might tell you then that they wouldn't tell you otherwise. Right. You'll loosen the lips with a good burger and you're just, you know, <laughs> or with, yeah, or with not face to face and you're not, you're not asking, you don't, you stop asking what they, they, they call 20 questions. You know, you, right. you do not ask them a direct question. You say, oh, you know, uh, what, what, what was Michael up to this weekend? Or, mm-hmm. or did you see that, that cute dress that so-and-so had on today at school? You know, you can just kind of put something out there for them to react to and you can kind of read the tea leaves that way. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. It does take a lot of reading of tea leaves, I'll give you that. But as much as men and women and teens are, are different from each other, I would imagine, too, though, we have things in common, that there's some basic things out there that we want out of life and relationships. Would you say oh, that that is yes. correct? Remember that, see, the, bo- the bottom line is the female brain and the male brain are more alike than they are different. After all, we are the same species. So the, the, the small differences that we have being male and female, you know, have always been important in terms of how we have evolved to be male and female is that we needed to have the two sexes to, in terms of fertility and raising children and having the different roles. Remember, the female brains that are alive today, those of us that are here are the great, 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 great granddaughters of our most successful female brains at doing one thing in particular, and that thing is in keeping helpless infants alive. So the the things that are particular about the female brain, like being able to um, understand what a helpless infant who doesn't isn't is a preverbal infant can't tell you what they want. You have to be able to guess and to feel what they want. So females have a very strong circuitry. Mothers do for figuring out what it is the baby needs, and. Males can do that, too, but it takes them a little longer to learn it. We have it a little bit more what you might call just instinctively because of our brain circuits and our own. So those, in those areas, and the male doing the sexual pursuit of the female, he has to, his only job really on this planet is, according to Mother Nature, is to go out there and search out fertile females and um, impregnate them, and then he's done, basically. <laughs> <laughs> what an easy job. <laughs> I know, I know. But then, then helping to provide for the nest and keep the nest safe and help help the female raise very helpless human infants. Remember, some animals drop their young and they can stand up and run within an hour. Um, we, we have babies that are much, much less mature than a lot of other mammals because we are upright and you can't get a very large, larger baby through the birth canal. So it has to do with our our biology that we just can't give birth to larger babies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fascinating stuff. We're going to take a quick break, doctor, and we come back. I do want to talk more about uh, the Women's Mood and Hormone Clinic that you founded and then a new program that you're going to be launching next year at University of California, San Francisco. So more from the doctor when we return in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. 
Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And welcome back to Purse Strings. I'm talking today with Dr. Luann Brizendine. She is a neuropsychologist and the author of two books that you've probably heard about, The Female Brain and the Male Brain. And we've been talking a lot about the differences between the genders and their brains, but also the things that, you know, we have in common. And there's some basic things that we have in common. And in fact, the doctor mentioned that we have more in common than, than we do not, which is always nice to remind ourselves, especially when we're in stressful relationships sometime. Uh, but, but you've really made it your career to to really understand women's moods uh, as fueled by their hormones. And I know you founded the Women's Mood and Hormone Clinic. And you're always looking at new research. You're always uncovering new insights through your research. And I'm just curious, what have you been focusing on uh, these days? Is there something new, any new findings you would like to share? One of the things that we know about the female brain in terms of about um, the huge increase in hormones that you get during pregnancy, your progesterone level, which is a, a, the word progesterone means progestation, and gestation, of course, is pregnancy and birth. Um, so the progesterone level is all the hormone of pregnancy, and it goes up to be 150 to 200,000 times what it is during the usual menstrual cycle during pregnancy. And then at the moment of birth, it crashes at that, from that high level down to, to zero. Mm. When you deliver the baby and the placenta and everything, all of a sudden your progesterone is crashing down. And we know that about one out of five moms will get what's called a, a postpartum depressed mood. And I think that if you think about it, the ultimate head start program for babies is to to make sure that you don't have a depressed mom, right? Because depressed mm-hmm. moms, the research on depressed moms shows that the babies have lower IQs and the babies, the children end up doing more poorly in school academically if they have a depressed mom. So 
that's research that's been known for like 20 years now. But in my clinic, we, I particularly, we want to do prevention of postpartum depression and prevention of depression during the pregnancy. So that's one thing that I'm very focused on, especially during this big change. I remember that all of us during our regular menstrual cycle, all of us females have that drop in progesterone that last week before the period starts. And we call that the PMS time, remember? In my clinic, we call it mm-hmm. the, cry, the crying over dog food commercials. <laughs> Oh, yes. And lots of women can relate to that. Men look at you cross-eyed like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) But the rest of us know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And so um, for for many years, I've been treating people with bad PMS. We can come in and basically tweak their hormones to not have that big decrease. Or We have all kinds of tools in our toolbox to work on that. And, you know, one of the major things that lots of women do to control that time is to, to have uh, good exercise. It, and um, good sleep can help go a long ways to, to do that without any hormonal or medication intervention. But some women, about 1 in 10 women, have it so badly that it really interferes with their life and that they have endless arguments with their spouse during that week that then set them up for the rest of the month, everybody is very upset. So I do a little couples therapy with those couples, and I tell the guy, your job, dude, is to, if it's that week, you write down on a card what the issue was that the fight was about on a three-by-five card, and you put it in a drawer, and then after she starts her period in a few days, you bring it back out and have a discussion when you're both at your best. Mm. So that's the guy's job. And actually... um, I've designed a new app for people's, uh, the phones, the smartphones that um, it's called the Female Brain for Guys, and they can tap in the their female's menstrual cycle the day that she starts and how long it is, and then it will send him text messages throughout the month to <laughs> um, basically tell him the do's and don'ts for that day. That's fabulous. I love that. Yeah, and so any guys out there that want to help beta test that word, it's in beta test or beta testing. Oh, wonderful. I love it. I can see the hands shooting up right now. (laughs) So my my 23-year-old son came up with that because he's had a few girlfriends, and he says, Mom, is there any way to figure this out? I just, I just, I'm so confused. (laughs) So he's a real techie, you know, he's in that computer generation. So we've got the app to do the female, the female brain for guys. So I we're also going to do one that's the female brain for women as well, but this one was the first one. Since, but for guys, they really need to, um, you know, the, from my experience for 20 years in the clinic, guys are really baffled by this. And women, um, when you're in that state of mind, it's hard to help the guy understand what you're going through. So right. I, I've developed tools to help them communicate better during that time if it's a, if it's a rough time. Because the last thing you need to do is, as a woman is to have an argument with the guy during that time of the month where you're not your best. And, you know, unfortunately, you have a few of those kinds of arguments month after month, and, you know, your relationship is in big trouble. So I think right. we can do prevention for having couples problems because of that time of the month. Very good. I love that. Proactive and planful. Very planful of you with the app. I have, that's brilliant. And preventative. And you're launching preventative. preventative. Yeah. Exactly. The best, now, it's the best couples therapy there is. <laughs> prevention, exactly. prevention. 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 Right. And, and sometimes avoidance. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's that too. There's, there's a time to know when to just 
write yep. it down on a card, shut your mouth, and, and go, yep. go for a guy to go to his man cave, right? Exactly. Get out of the way. Exactly. Every guy knows Every guy knows that urgently he all of a sudden has to go either play his game of golf or he has to be, because <laughs> he's got a tee-off time that's whatever, you know, it's, yes. guys, guys know guys knows how to disappear. He very, very well, and it's very helpful. And speaking of moms, and uh, I know you're launching a moms program there at, at, at UC San Francisco next year. Talk a little bit about that, if you would. Right. So the, the part of the division of the Women's Mood and Hormone Clinic is, is the Moms and Babies program. So it's basically to help women who have depression during during their pregnancy to get underpressed during that time and then after they have the baby to basically if you have your baby at UCSF um, if you deliver there we have a program where they, the moms get six home visits postpartum after they've had the baby so there's somebody from the program in the home to kind of help them and they also can um, Skype in if they need to the, to the team of us at the Moms and Babies program to um, be able to, to give a hand and help out when things get a little dicey. So it's a, also another one of those kind of prevention programs that I'm really, really uh, excited about is to, to, to help prevent and to quickly catch anybody who's going to have a postpartum depression. It's about one in five. Remember Gwyneth Paltrow and, and Brooke Shields, you know, they've come out with their postpartum depression, but actually it was their husbands who caught the, those depressions. They were the ones that helped their wives get help. So guys, you guys out there, um, one of the jobs for you is to, you know, realize when the symptoms of postpartum depression, when she's just feeling really blue and she doesn't have any energy and she's not very interested in the baby or in herself in those first two to three months after the baby's born. That's a time to try and help your wife get some help because there is great help out there. We can actually cure it if it happens and prevent it from happening um, as, it's, as it's unfolding. So no woman has to have postpartum depression. Well, and with that, I, we're going to have to wrap it up. But I, I do want to be able to drive listeners someplace to learn more, maybe um, check out your books. Uh, where would you recommend online that they, they look you up, Dr. Brizendine? So they can, they can go to um, Dr. Luann Brizendine is my Facebook page, and there's lots of discussions that go on there all the time um, about all kinds of issues. And I post all kinds of interesting new findings that we found um, on there from time to time. So they're welcome to go to um, the Facebook page, Dr. Luann Brusendine. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I learned a ton in our half-hour conversation. Oh, I'm glad you did. I hope your audience <laughs> enjoys it. So hopefully we'll get another discussion at some other time. <laughs> oh, I absolutely would love to do that. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. My pleasure. Bye now. And thank you so much to my producer. Sir George for another great show and join me right here for another edition of Purse Strings next Tuesday at 3. Until then, make it a great one. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. 
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.